Today is Friday, January 14th. The title for our devotional is Beholding the Glory in One Another. This was a pretty heady, difficult to interpret text that we just charged through this week. So I wanted to take a day to just revisit, reflect, and let it all kind of sink in. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. A few things that we should see here, which we've been touching on all week. The main sentence of this verse is, And we are all being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. This simple statement implies that there is no version of Christianity in which we just say a prayer and remain the same. We are all being transformed into the image of Christ, or we are not in Christ. This is all the work of the Spirit in us. So if we are not experiencing this transformation, then we may not have the Spirit in us. Secondly, our part in this is to contemplate the Lord's glory, or behold the Lord's glory, or see and reflect, as the NLT says. Spending time contemplating, beholding, and reflecting on the glory of God as seen in Jesus is absolutely vital to the Christian life. Contemplation is not just a weird thing for the mystics to waste away their days, but an essential part of spiritual formation. Thirdly, when we contemplate the Lord's glory, we will increasingly resemble the image of Christ, and we will grow from glory to glory, be increasing in glory. The more we contemplate and behold Jesus, the more our character will begin to look like his. The more we will, in our inner life, reflect the image of Christ. Fourthly, we should see the glory of God in the faces of our fellow believers. If all of us are being transformed into the image of Christ and we all have these unveiled faces, we should all be seeing the glory of Jesus in one another. At the beginning of chapter 3, in defense of why he didn't write letters of recommendation for the church in Corinth, Paul says, You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. The Spirit of God operating in the hearts of believers, transforming them into the image of Christ, is the evidence of the gospel. Jesus says as much to his disciples in John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The transformed inner life of the believers around us that produce love is the evidence of the gospel. To contemplate the Lord's glory, then, is to notice the transformed lives of the believers around you as well. Seeing the glory of the Lord in the unveiled face of your brothers and sisters in Christ is a part of contemplating the glory of the Lord. This contemplation, then, is not merely sitting in isolation and meditating on the Word and on Christ, which is a big part of it, but also an active participation in the community of believers. When we witness a selfless act of love in the form of financial support for an overwhelmed single mom, we are beholding the glory of the Lord. When we witness a brother in Christ overcoming his sin of addiction, we are beholding the glory of the Lord. When we see an angry young man become a promoter of peace, we are beholding the glory of the Lord of the Lord. When we see a sister in Christ maintain joy in the midst of painful health issues, we are beholding the glory of the Lord. When a brother in Christ forgives his father for years of neglect, we are beholding the glory of the Lord. If we have eyes to see, we will behold the glory of the Lord in the unveiled faces of our brothers and sisters in Christ. 
In conclusion, we don't just remain the same after believing in Jesus. We must be transformed into his image. Our part in transformation is contemplating or beholding the Lord's glory. In being transformed, we reflect his glory. We also notice the glory of the Lord in others as a part of our contemplation of the Lord's glory. Now, we've been talking a lot about contemplation and beholding the glory of the Lord this week. So just a quick word on that. There's much hesitancy among evangelicals when it comes to any discussion of contemplation. And in some cases, it's rightfully so. In some traditions, it has been known to move beyond the revelation of Scripture. When it moves beyond the revelation of Jesus in Scripture, it may not be the Lord's glory that one is contemplating, but a fictitious picture contrived in one's mind that one is actually contemplating. It is only proper to reflect, then, on the glory of Jesus as revealed in Scripture. How else do we know it to be his true glory that we are contemplating without Scripture? So, when it comes to contemplation and beholding the glory of the Lord, we must face it in our understanding of Jesus and God and his glory as we see in his revealed word. For reflection today, I just have a few questions to apply the text for this week. First, how have you seen the glory of the Lord shining on the faces of fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? Write down some of those stories if some come to mind to remind yourself of what transformation into the image of Christ looks like. How are you currently being transformed into the image of Christ from one degree of glory to another? What aspects of your inner life are being transformed into the image of Christ? What character traits are being built in you? What fruits of the Spirit are being developed in you? Are you meeting with God to behold His glory? And would you say that this is the source of your inner life transformation? How are you displaying the glory of Christ in your life to your brothers and sisters in Christ?